The Holy Gospel according to John, the eighth chapter. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying, You will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. The Gospel of the Lord. On this occasion of the 504th anniversary of the Reformation, we continue in the Word of Christ. And this week in the Pacific Northwest, we weathered the bomb cyclone, a serious name for a system of weather that occurred here. Barometric pressure dropped quickly on the Pacific and strengthened the mass of a storm spiraling up the West Coast. And the night the bomb cyclone hit Tacoma, there was electricity and drama in the air. The wind picked up, the skies darkened, and there was anticipation and uncertainty of what the storm would bring. Throughout the week, many storms propelled up through the area, and many of us felt the impact of the intense rain, power outages, and wind whipping through the trees. As the week continued, there were eerie breaks in the weather, strange afternoon light breaks of sunshine that came through the clouds, but today is still one of those stormy days. If the weather report is right, on Sunday, the occasion of the celebration of the Reformation, we will be standing in the full brightness of sunshine, the blue skies breaking through the storm. Today is just one moment of celebration as the Holy Spirit breaks through, as it has done in many times and many places. And on this occasion of the Reformation 504 years ago, the Spirit converged with the forces of current technology that put dire information directly into the hands of people. The force of a curmudgeonly professor who was caught up in the task of translating the Word of God up against a structure within the church that asserted and mediated access between people and God. And the life of God swept across time and place with conditions that allowed an idea, a theological idea, to gain strength and stir up something that to this day continues to shape us in ways that draw us closer to the life-giving, life-refreshing gospel truth of God. And we claim and we celebrate the life-breaking and good news of God today, knowing that all along through this storm and in the calm after the storm, God has been calling us into life, into truth, and into the freedom that draws us back again into the heart of life, however ordinary, weary, tough, impossible, and beautiful life is. Today, maybe it is so obvious in the glorious sunshine daybreak in the Pacific Northwest to think about the life of God opening up. But it is something I'm still caught up in the middle of today, still in the middle of the storm as the rain continues down in sheets, that the life of God continues to break through conflict, continues in doubts and questions, and continues in the impossible, most heartbreaking parts of life. 
In the eighth chapter of John, no less, we drop into one of those series of stories that stir and cycle like polemical storms. Read the whole span of the chapter. There's criticism, contention, and it's picking up in strength. And only today, only on the occasion as this church celebrates Reformation, do we touch down on this story in the Gospel of John and the whole cycle of the biblical readings we center on Sunday mornings. So we enter the story in the process of all of it. It's not yet resolved. Jesus is still caught up at the center and picking up strength along the way. And his words land today, especially with the people who had believed him. Dispute after dispute is happening in the chapter of John in the religious center. And there is challenge behind the story itself, a challenge betrayed by the gospel author. In the middle of all of it, gathered with people who are engaged, listening, believing, we touch down as Jesus says, if you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. In our study of the scripture and Bible study this week, we imagine the response in the very beginning of this passage as backs are raised to the wall and offense taken, rightly so, as a challenge to the safe holds and structures that protect us and assure us, or entering in as a bunch of out of tune wrong notes in the whole arc of a gospel melody. The walls built around us as safe holds and the structures that protect and assure are really shaken to the core, eroding any kind of spiritual lineage or any protection afforded by good works. And as if we could miss the voice of God speaking, miss the voice of truth, the breath of life that is setting us free. So we're staying put here in this statement, in the opening statement. We're gonna remain here and listen. We're gonna listen through our lives and through the moments that are unfolding to the voice of Jesus drawing us deeper into the life of God. Today is one of those days, one of many where God draws us into the life God promised to us in the waters of baptism. For our confirmation students who will affirm their faith on Sunday morning, it's a moment where we celebrate how God draws these young people into the promise of life with God, promises that their families made with them and their communities of faith made with them to support and help and sustain them in their journey of faith. It's a yes that God says with them, that God says with us, the gift of God's grace for you is that gift of life. And on this day, it is the life that you say yes to, the yes celebrated in the glorious daybreak of sunshine, the same yes that meets you in the middle of the storm, when the winds are blowing, when the rain is coming sideways. And it's the same yes to life that's within you as you wade deeper into those baptismal waters, wade deeper into troubled waters. It's a long arc of the gift of this promise of life in God that draws us into and helps us grow into this truth. It's intellectual, sure, but it's also as physical as splashing water on your face at night to remember your baptism. It's the sign of the cross traced on foreheads, as some of you do with your children at night, speaking the words of God's promise to them. You are always a beloved child of God. And it's as physical and real as tracing the cross on our own foreheads as a reminder of our own baptism in the moments that are so weary 
so hard, so impossible, so heartbreaking. This is the gift of life, the gospel promise of life written on your hearts that we trace again today with that same water of our baptism, with the same yes of the promise of God. And with that, we give thanks to God. Amen.